Uh, last week, so we, we, we talked about this idea of uh, associating ourselves with Jesus versus actually following Jesus. Come on, do I have any followers in the room today? Anybody made the decision to actually follow Jesus, no matter what the cost, no matter where he takes you, that you're going to follow Jesus? You just made the decision, I will follow Jesus anywhere that he leads me. And in, in the uh, text that we read last week, there were three verses at the end that really stuck out. And we had some, someone come to us and, and said, uh, just immediately after said, there was one word that stuck out so much in that. And so we began to look at this one word and, and, and study on this one word. And we wanted to just kind of sit down with you. Can we do that today? <laughs> just sit down with you and talk about uh, what we feel like God wants to speak to us today. And I want to go back and read these three verses and show you the word, and then we're going to dive into uh, some things that, that God wants to say. So this is in John chapter 1. It was 39, verses 39 through 41 is where we're going to be at to, to get us started today. And as we saw last week, Jesus has come by. John the Baptist has announced there he is. His disciples leave him, and they go to follow Jesus. And there's something that happens when they follow Jesus. Jesus says, what do you want? We talked about that last week and, and wrestling with that question. What is it that you want? Do you really want to follow Jesus? And there's something that happens after they follow Jesus. And this is what it says. Jesus says, come and see, because they answer Jesus' question with a question. You know, where are you staying? Come and see, he said it was about 4 o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying. And they, everybody say this word with me, remained with him the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. And Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. So we see, in, it mentions Andrew specifically in this text, but... We see that Andrew is one of the one of the two that left John, follows Jesus, but after he follows Jesus to where Jesus is leading him, Jesus says, "What do you want?" and 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 they answer that with a question, you know, well, "Where are you staying?" and so he takes them there, and it says that they remained with him. And last week we talked about this idea of how whenever they got with Jesus, that's when you know they go from well we know him as teacher to now Messiah. We know that this is the guy, and, and I'm so confident. I've got to go find somebody. I've got to go tell somebody. I've got to go find my brother and bring my brother and say, listen, we have found the guy that we've all been waiting on. He is here. We have found him. But there, this, this one word is what we want to talk about today, and, and we've just titled this message, if you're taking notes, uh, just simply this one word, remain. 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 We want to talk to you about this idea of remaining. God, we just thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, for what you have spoken to us to speak to each and every person in this room and even those that are watching online. Father, I pray right now, Lord, that every heart and eye and ear be open just to hear what you want to say to them, Father, through your word and, and through, these, um, through these things that we feel like you have given us to share. God, we thank you for who you are. God, and we, we pray, Lord, that today each and every person will make the choice to remain. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, if you know me any at all, you would quickly find out. I'm a dictionary girl. I love to look up the definitions of words. Um, but for even when we were naming our kids, I'm looking up the definitions of names because I think it's so important that we know 
what we're saying um, and defining that. So the word remain, I looked it up, and it says that remain means to stay, to dwell, to remain, to hold out, to endure, to abide, and to last. And we believe that something, as we were reading this and that word stuck out to us about remain, that there was something that transitioned in Andrew when he chose to remain that wouldn't have happened had he choose to run. And as we read, we're going to read in Colossians about what happens when we choose to remain and how we remain. Yeah, we're going to start in Colossians chapter 2 and just a couple of verses uh, to get us going on this idea of remaining. This is what this is what it says in verse 6. It says, and now just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to, say this with me, follow him. Here's our word again, follow him. And then in verse 7, we get some instruction. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Uh, I, was, I was thinking about this this last week. And this, this idea, Paul says, listen, you've, just as you've accepted Jesus, you need, to, you need to continue to follow him. Wherever he leads you, follow him. Whatever the cost, follow him. And, and not only that, here's what you need to do. You need to let your roots, your roots need to go deep into him. And your lives need to be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong. In the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. I was thinking this last week about uh, at our house where we live, we planted, there were no trees in our front yard, and so we planted a tree. We call it the family tree. Our kids have a name for it. What are our kids? Rocket. Our kids call this tree Rocket. <laughs> Rocket the tree. And so we have this tree, and we went to, you know, Home Depot, and we're looking, we're looking at trees, right? We're trying to figure out what tree we want to get. And we're going through there, and we see this, and we're like, oh, this tree's already like seven feet tall. And we're like, whew, that's a good start. You know, seven feet tall, that's a, that's a great place to start. Let's not start with one of these little bitty, you know, shrub things that's going to take forever. Let's start with a seven foot tall. We get it back to the house. We're all out in the front yard, got the shovel. The kids are excited. Woo, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna bury this tree. We're going to plant this tree. And I start to read the instructions on the, the, you know, the paper that comes with it. And we have to dig almost two feet into the ground to plant this tree. We being me, yes. So I have to plant, I have to dig almost two feet into the ground to plant this tree. Now I'm like, at the, in the moment I'm like, no, I didn't sign up. I signed up to plant a tree. This was going to be a cool, fun experience. I did not sign up to get this shovel and manually dig two feet in the ground, you know, this big around, all the way around, so that we can plant this tree. But we did it. You know, we're all out there. The kids are excited. We, we, we're digging. By we, I mean me. I'm digging. And we're going through this process. And we plant the tree. Then we get the tree in the ground. We're covering it back up. And I'm standing there next to the tree. And I'm like, wow, this tree is no longer seven feet tall. It's like four and a half feet tall. Like, I'm taller than the tree is now while I'm standing here. You know, it's like, when is it going to grow? We were talking about this just this last week. Our kids, you know, they're standing in the window because it's right outside of our dining room window. And they'll say in the wind, like, when is a tree going to grow? When is a tree going to grow? You know, it's like, well, it's kind of growing. You just can't tell. You know, it just takes some time. But I began to think about the idea of this tree being planted in the ground. And the reason why you had to dig almost two feet 
into the earth to put this tree into the ground so that its roots, come on, are you listening to me? So that its roots could spread out underneath the ground and grab hold of what it needs to grab hold of so that no matter what happens to what's above the ground, everything below it is stabilizing it. Are you with me? Now, how many of you know that had we planted the tree and after about three months go by and we're like, you know, this thing is not, you know, what it looks like in the picture. And we go and we dig the tree up. That doesn't work. The only way that the tree can produce what it is supposed to produce and grow into what it's supposed to grow into is if you let it remain where it's at in the dirt while the roots are growing out everywhere that they need to go so that it's getting this this stability in the ground it's growing into the ground it's doing all this it has to remain it has to remain you can't take the tree and like well i guess that didn't work and so now we're going to dig it up and plant it on this side of the yard and dig out two feet again and we're going to plant it there and well that didn't work no it has to in order for the roots to, to, to do what they need to do and for the tree to produce what it needs to produce, it has to remain where it's planted. It has to remain where it's planted. Um, we we want three things really, uh, just to kind of break this down about remaining that we're going to look at and some uh, additional things in scripture that we're going to read. But uh, I'm going to hand this over to my wife and let her share with you the first point today. All right, point number one, we have to choose to remain and, just like you said, be rooted. In that scripture in Colossians, God had me studying in for a few weeks, and, and I didn't even know what he was developing and, and stirring and going to stir in our hearts. But Colossians 2, 7, the word that kept sticking out to me every single time I read it was the word let. Excuse me. The word let. We have to let. Our roots go deep in him. We have to let, meaning we have to allow, and we have a choice to remain, to be rooted in God. The Passion Translation of of Colossians says, In the same way you receive Jesus our Lord and Messiah by faith, continue your journey of faith, remain, progressing, that's Amanda's, adding that word, remain, (laughs) progressing further into your union with him. Your spiritual roots go deeply into his life as you are continually infused with strength, encouraged in every way. For you are established in the faith you have absorbed and enriched by your devotion to him. Just like Gabriel was talking about with that tree, it's leaving that tree where it's planted so that it can be infused with strength. How many of you know if I took that tree and I pulled it up and I set it on, I set it on the sidewalk, there would be no strength that came to that tree? None. But because we choose to let it remain, the kids were making jokes, Camden grows faster than that tree. I mean, just so bothered. The tree needs to grow so they can have a tree to climb on. But the point being is any of us that you don't even have to be a green thumb to know that that plant has to stay, it has to remain in order to grow, in order to get the strength that it needs. And it's our choice to remain. It's our choice 
to, so how do we remain? We remain by reading the word. That's ultimately what, how we're going to remain. We're going to be rooted in the word. We're going to pray. We're going to talk to God. I think that many times we, we go to God and we ask questions, but we don't actually have conversations. And God wants to give you revelation, and he will when you remain. Remaining in his word, remaining in time with him in prayer, remaining sitting in silence. He speaks in the silence. And, and if we're constantly just going to him and saying, God, I don't know what to do about this, and then we continue to talk, he can't speak. And he wants conversation. He desires conversation. We were... I laughed this last week. It was it was kind of a sarcastic laugh, if I'm being honest. I said, we haven't even really been talking this last week to him. And he's like, yes, we have. We just talked. And I said, we answered questions. That's not talking. And I think that that's the same that we do. I'd asked him, hey, do you know what time Camden's going to be home from? He was over at his cousin's house. And he answered that. That was our conversations. We were just kind of bypassing each other. And I think that many times that's what we do with God. We're just bypassing him. When he's sitting there going, I'd love to talk to you today. If we would just remain. We choose to remain. Remain in his word. Remain in in conversation. Yes, he wants to hear all we have to say, but he also wants to speak. And he will speak if we'll remain. That revelation comes when we remain. Verse 7 even ends that we will overflow with thankfulness when we let our roots be planted in him. We have to choose to remain. So we're talking about remaining. I want to, there was, uh, I want to take you to another couple of verses that really talk about what happens when, when we don't allow our roots to go into Jesus, to go into uh, to him, for our lives to be built on him. And this this verse, these couple of verses are in Matthew chapter 13. And Jesus is telling a story. Jesus is telling a parable. And, and he's saying, hey, this is, this, is, this is what it's like. Imagine this. Picture this. And at one point he says, other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Here's kind of tying last weekend with this weekend a little bit. I think there are some times that we get excited, and I'm a follower. I'm going to follow Jesus no matter the cost. I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going wherever he tells me to go. I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm excited. Woo! I'm going to follow Jesus. The seed sprouted quickly, but when the hot sun came out, because there were, there were no roots that had gone deep into the ground, they died. They died. I think sometimes we walk away, we, we don't feel like this is working we don't feel like our job is ever going to get any better. We don't feel like, and, it, and, and, and what we do is we don't remain so that our roots can spread out so that we, we don't remain in his presence long enough. Come on, anybody ever been anybody ever been trying to spend time with Jesus and you just thought about everything else and you just got up and thought, I guess that's not going to work. And you didn't remain. 
anybody ever woke up five minutes before you had to be to work and you were like, whoo, better read a couple verses and, you know, and, and you didn't have the time to remain? I, I, I think there's something to be said about remaining. And, and I wonder, I wonder if after we, after we make the decision to follow him, You have to let your roots, you have to get with Jesus. You have to get, listen to me, you have to get in the word. You have to spend time talking to God. Well, you're being just real dogmatic about it. Yes, I am, because you have to. That's how your roots go down into the ground there are so many of us that are walking around on the surface with our roots and when one thing happens and something breaks down or somebody gets sick or something goes on in our life we run away and we don't remain because we didn't have a root system that was planted in the ground in Jesus so that no matter what happened we would remain this same tree that we were talking about just a couple of months ago I think this was, I, th- I want to say it was in September. We had a bad storm come through. And the wind is blowing, and, and she was gone somewhere, and the wind was just blowing like crazy. I'm looking out the front, the front of the house at this tree. And the tree is just, I mean, now the tree, this has been almost a couple of years. So the tree is taller than me. You know, it's probably seven feet tall now. And, and the tree is almost touching the ground. While it's doing this number here, you know, I mean, the wind is blowing so hard that I'm sitting there waiting for this tree to break. She comes home and I'm like, this tree, like this tree is for real, apparently, because no matter how much wind, I watch the wind and we bought the right tree, babe, because this tree is the real deal. No matter how much wind blew, I mean, it would, whoo, and if you go look at it now, it's, it's standing up straight again. I mean, the wind just trying to blow, I mean, just going crazy. And I thought, this is going to break. Our kids are going to be upset. We have just wasted money. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Because this tree is going to break. Can I, can I submit something to you? Maybe it was the last two years of that tree being planted two feet into the ground and spreading out some roots in the ground that sustained it when a storm came. Listen, if you're going to follow Jesus, not associate with Jesus, if you're going to follow Jesus, I'm just telling you, you're going to have to learn how to remain. You're going to have to say, you know what, this is, this is where God has me. I'm going to remain right here. I'm going to let my roots, I'm going to remain in my time with him. I'm going to remain in my fellowship with him. I'm going to remain I'm going to remain so that my roots will go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. So that when something happens, when the hot sun comes out, my deep roots will keep me from dying. Because as long as I'm just on the surface, when it gets hot, I'll die. I won't have anything to sustain. I won't have anything to to see me through. I won't have anything, I, I, I won't know the promises of God in a season of heart. Because I haven't remained. I haven't let my roots go down into that. So we have to learn how to remain. And in point number one, 
remaining requires relationship. And that's the whole point, is it requires our relationship with God. And and I think about, even with us, even when I, I mentioned that comment about the talking and stuff, I think about how I'm going to choose to remain in this marriage, but without relationship, there's really not a marriage. It requires the relationship. And I think that we, hear, please hear my heart. I think that many times as believers we say, just as, as Gabe said, we I want to follow, I want to follow, but we're not really rooted that we don't even know what it looks like to follow. Only God, only Jesus can show us how to follow, but it's when we're rooted, when we're spending time in his presence that we can remain, that we can remain. Remaining requires relationship. Point two is we are called to remain no matter the results. And I want you to hear a part. We are called to remain. So in this part of remain, first we're talking about the relationship. And now we're talking about the remaining in our calling. The remaining in our calling. James 1, 2 through 6. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Heard this scripture so many times, and honestly, in my moments of trials, I'm tuning you out. I hear you. I know what James says. I don't count it all joy. Yet, verse 3, these, these verses really stood out to me. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. The Passion Translation says, My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. Listen to this verse 3. For you know that when your faith is tested, so when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. And if anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom and he will give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. Just make sure you ask, empowered by confident faith, without doubting that you will receive. For the ambivalent, ambivalent person believes one minute and doubts the next. Being undecided makes you become like the rough seas driven and tossed by the wind. You're up one minute and tossed down the next. When you are half-hearted and wavering, it leaves you unstable. Can you really expect to receive anything from the Lord when you're in that condition? Please, you know, when we say this, even about being rooted and, and being remaining in him, it doesn't mean when, when troubles come, I'm not going to question. I'm going to be honest. This last week, it's been a rough week as a mom. And I'm like, can I really do this? I don't think I can. But I have to choose to remain in what he's called me to. And knowing that he's given me my, my four, and, and I need to remain in that, no matter what it looks like. The resistance, the heart, it produces the steadfastness. 
I don't know about you, but many times when I felt called by God to do something, the dreams were stirring in my head, the dream of being a mom, the dream of doing a job, the dream of whatever. We, we see the visions, we see the dreams, but, but many times we can't, we can't see the heart that's up ahead. Even in our marriage, I was so excited, you know, still love him so much, but you don't see the challenges that are ahead in marriage. But we have a choice to remain here, to remain when hard stuff comes. Many of you know we, we fostered a couple of years ago, and we had a choice to be obedient, and we were. The results didn't turn out the way that we thought, but it didn't mean we weren't obedient. It just, it, the results are God's, not mine. And I have to choose to remain in that. I chose to remain even, even when it got hard. And, and just like I said, hard times are going to come, but we have a choice to remain, remain. Maybe God is calling you to, to start that new business, and he's giving you the dreams, and maybe all you see is the obstacles. But you have a choice to remain. And it's in that first remaining that we talked about, about being rooted in him that sustains you through what's up ahead that you can't see. You have a choice to remain and be obedient. I, I'm a, I keep using, I, I don't know, you know your job titles. You know as a mom or a dad, as a nurse, as a um, supervisor, as a whatever the case may be, that you have a choice to remain in the calling he has for you. And even stepping out into the new, trusting and remaining that he's the provider, we have a choice to remain. This last week we were at the gym, and um, I I like to say I like to work out, but I really don't like to work out. I really just like the quiet time. Um, it's it's my one hour of childcare, and I get to work out, listen to podcasts, whatever. And I went to do these arm rep whatever you call them I don't know David could probably tell you but arm things whatever and I put it on the lowest amount we had been out a couple of weeks and I put it on the lowest amount and I said we've been out a couple of weeks I, I tend to do that anyway so I'm not gonna try to make it sound some way it's not I tend to go the lowest weight okay so I'm on the lowest weight and I'm lifting and in that moment Holy Spirit I just felt like he so just gently but firmly <laughs> spoke to me and said, see, that's the way you are. You want the tone and the strength, but you pick the path of least resistance. And, and we tend to think that remaining looks like no resistance. But many times remaining and following God looks like resistance. It looks like hard. But that's where our strength comes from. That's where the steadfastness that James in James were talking about, that's where that comes from. In my choosing to go up in the weight, I'm choosing that I want strength over the struggle. And we have a choice. Will we remain? Maybe you've been pursuing health and all of a sudden you've gotten bad results from the doctor. Will you remain in the fact that God is faithful and he's going to carry you through? Will you remain? 
we have to decide and set our minds on our reason, our calling over the resistance we may be facing, over the challenges that we may be facing. Matthew 5, 3, in the message version, um, if you've heard this scripture, you probably just heard it in the form of blessed are the poor in spirit. Um, some versions say, for they shall inherit the kingdom of heaven. This version of the message says, Matthew 5, 3, you're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there's more of God and his rule. How many of you have ever had a moment of feeling at the end of your rope? Wow, you guys are good. You've got life mastered because my, all my hands have got to go up. I felt at the end of my rope as a, as a mom, and I know I keep using that. I am a stay-at-home mom. Um, as a teacher, I homeschool our kids, um, whatever. As a wife, at the end of my rope, I don't know what else to do or say. As a, as a pastor, I don't know what else to do or, you know, whatever the role may be, whatever. You, you know your role. You know your calling. You know your reason. That it's really a, a declaration of hope here that he's telling us, hey, you're blessed when you're at the end of your rope because that's when he gets to fill in. There's more of God. There's room for more of God and his, his calling, his will. We were never called to decide whether or not to remain based on the results. My obedience, it's not on my obedience to remain. It's not based on how, I mean, how many of you know I can go into my job tomorrow and it'll be great. Here comes Tuesday and it's terrible. That doesn't decide my choice to remain. Like I said, this last week was rough as a mom. Does that decide whether or not I remain? No, I will remain because God has called me to this. And I will be rooted and strengthened because of it. We even have the definition really of the word steadfast. So you can kind of wrap your mind around what it what it's saying like it produces in your life there in verse 4. Uh Fast, fixed, firmly fixed or established, constant, firm, resolute, not fickle or wavering. Uh, and when I think about that, it sounds like it sounds like the decision to remain. It's not fickle. It's not wavering. This is what. This is why we have to remain, even no matter what it looks like. We're to count it all joy, no matter what it looks like. Why? Because it's producing that it's producing that and when that when that takes root in you then it changes things it's producing steadfastness uh point number three today is when we choose to remain that's when the reaping comes and i'll go ahead and bring the worship team back up many of us are familiar with this verse in the bible galatians 6 9 says, and let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. And then the Passion Translation, I love this, and don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds. For the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming. Uh, there are a lot of us that would like to choose, <laughs> anybody like to choose your due season? <laughs> you plant something, you're, you're, you're doing this thing. And you're like, you know, I choose my due season is right now. I'd like to see the harvest right now. It's, it's, it's in God's timing because he knows, he knows better than we'll ever know when to bring the harvest. 
when is the due season? When is the due season? I, I love this verse, a couple of my favorite verses, really this whole, this whole chapter, I encourage you to read it. It's in John 15. I just want to read verses 4 and 5 where Jesus says, remain in me. There's our word. And I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. You, Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I heard it said this way one time. Somebody said, you just need to be a branch. You just need to be a branch. What does a branch do? It remains connected to the vine. Something happens, it remains connected to the vine. It gets cold outside, it remains connected to the vine. The sun comes out, it gets really hot, it remains connected to the vine. Remain connected to the vine. When you, when you stay there, that's when you begin to see the fruit that God is wanting to produce in your life. That's when you begin to see the harvest is when you don't grow weary. When you remain, when you stay where God has you. We won't see the greater, which was our word for this year as a church, unless we choose to remain. We choose to remain. Remaining isn't about least resistance. Remaining is something that you do no matter the resistance. You choose to follow and you choose to remain. I'm going to follow Jesus and no matter where it leads me, no matter what the cost, I'm remaining with him. I'm not walking away from him. I'm going to continue to follow and follow. and fo I'm going to continue to remain and remain and remain so that my perspective can be changed, so that my views can be changed, so that my speech can be changed, so that my life can be changed, so that things can happen in me that God wants to happen in me that can only happen in me whenever I make the decision to remain. 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 Will you stand with me today? I'm going to ask everybody just to close your eyes. And I want you to visualize what it is you need to choose today to remain in. Maybe it's that new business and it's been going great. But then all of a sudden it's not. Will you choose to remain? Maybe it's your marriage. You thought you guys were good and all of a sudden it feels like you're not. You choose to remain. Remaining is a daily choice. We get to choose. We get to choose to remain in Him, in relationship, and we get to choose to remain in our reason, our calling. There are going to be times where God calls us to step out, change some things. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not what we're speaking on. We're talking about when He's called you to something, no matter the circumstances. It's not about our circumstances. It's about Him calling. What's He calling you to do? He's called you to be that father. He's called you to be that supervisor. He's called you to step out in faith and start that business. He's called you. And no matter the circumstances, it's one step over. I'm reminded of Nehemiah, just like last week that I had mentioned during a, a time of transition. You have a choice to get up on that wall and say, I will remain. Will you remain today? 
You know, I think about even, and I use this a lot, I am, because I am a stay-at-home mom, but I think about with my kids, and, and I literally said to Gabriel this week, and honestly, a couple of friends, I don't know if this is working, I don't know if I'm doing this right. But no matter what it looks like, trusting and saying, God, I will remain. Some of you in here need to remind your hearts that I will remain, that my circumstances have changed, but my God hasn't. God, right now, I pray over each and every person in their life, Father, right now, whatever they're remaining needs to look like only you and they know, but they will choose to remain. They will sell that house because you said sell it. God, they will they will step out because you said step out. Lord, they will continue to be faithful where you said maybe a few years ago. God, it's in that remaining that you bring revelation. God, I pray, Lord, that you encourage hearts today and today that they will declare in tomorrow and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday, I will remain. Our calling doesn't change day to day, Lord, but you, God, call. And when you call, may we choose to remain. God, you set the example of the things that you endured. And God, may we choose remaining over no matter what resistance we may face. May we choose to remain. God, we thank you for who you are. God, I thank you, Lord, that even as the prayer team comes forward and, God, we sing this last song, Lord, that you will speak. You will remind people in this room, maybe they've dropped something. Maybe they've left something. And that you said, I never told you to leave. I need you to go back and choose to remain. God, maybe they just need to make a declaration of faith today. I will remain. I will remain. I will trust in you, God. I, I, I will follow after you no matter what. Today, you may be asking the question, you're wanting some answers, but I want to encourage you, maybe, maybe all God is asking, all I need to know is, will you remain? Will you remain? Just want to encourage you just to press in as we sing this last song. Allow him to just breathe life into you and remind you of where you need to remain. Maybe write it down after you leave here today. Write it down. Where do I need to remain? And choose today to remain. <laughs>